Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Best, the best of the best show. And you can find out more about The Best Show over at thebestshow.net. It airs live every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the program, this show, are uh, these are little bite-sized bits and greatest hits type samples of what we do every week. So if you like this, maybe you check out the full show. And if you want to support The Best Show... We have a Patreon set up over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. That is how you support the program. It is listener-sponsored now, and you give what you can, and we appreciate it. And there are prizes and benefits at all different levels of giving. So again, go to patreon.com slash thebestshow and support the show. And now please, without further ado, check out this episode of Best Show Best. Hello, Best Show. Oh, my God. This music can mean only one thing. Fitbit. Hey, hey, hey. Your Fitbit. Yeah. Um, well, that music, I know what that music means. Only one thing. Yeah. That the caller on yeah. the other end of the line. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Philly Boy Roy. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm good. It's Philly Boy Roy in the MFing H. Okay. I, I censored myself because in some societies, house is a taboo word. Well, um, um, okay. I didn't know that that was, uh, I appreciate you, 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 uh, bleeping the other stuff, but not the, you know, I didn't know house was, uh, in question, but you did it. So there you go. That's for you. I'm lo- I'm looking out for you. I know the FCCC. Is it FCC or FCCC? E- regardless, I know they've been on your ass. Oh no, I said I said that word. Yeah, that was wrong. Okay, well, you know, let's tighten it up from this point on. Oh, tighten it up. Okay, like a tight five. <laughs> sure, like a tight five. Okay. Um, when is the last time you called, Roy? Huh. It, it has to be. Uh, from my my recollection, at least like ten months ago. It was ten months ago, yeah. Which has to be the longest time between calls on the show. You know? I think you're probably right. Yeah. What what's uh, what's what's been going on? Oh my God! Well, where did begin, Tom? Uh, so much stuff has been going in El Vida Loco Royo. Uh, is okay. That's. That's the the crazy life of Roy. Oh, I guess it is. Yeah, I, I thought I just made up some words, but you, now that I look, now that I think about, it, I think you're uh, right. Yeah, I might put that on a T-shirt. Well, look, as you recall, the last time we spoke, I was in the middle of a Manchurian candidate maneuver perpetrated by my son Royden Jr. Do you remember that? Oh, I absolutely. How could I forget? That was. 
insane, and it all happened live on the show. It I, did. Yeah. See, if you recall, Roy Jr. was using a zombified me to take revenge upon Eddie Trunk, Don Jamerson, and Jim Florentine? Yes. And luckily, nobody died. And fortunately, there was no law on the books regarding the use of a zombie to commit an assassination of third-tier radio personalities at that point. So they couldn't charge us with nothing. Yeah, and, and they, I mean, they, they were okay. I think you attempted it, right? I they, did, yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I was a zombie. You were a zombie. Okay, sure. So, but, um, so there was nothing on the books. That's very fortunate. Very lucky, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very lucky. So, but that's a while ago. What's been what's been going on since then? Well, look, I'll be honest, Tom. Okay, it's been a very long, very troubling ten months. How so? Well, I ran afoul of John Q. Law in February of this year. Uh huh. And I got sent to the hut. The hut. and I ain't talking the local hut. I'm talking the federal hut. Federal prison. You got sent yeah. to federal prison. Yeah. Wow. Look, I ain't proud of it, okay? But as my pastor Todd says, first rule of church club is you gotta be straight with the big guy, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm an open book for all to read from here on out, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's what your your pastor says. Yes. Uh-huh. Look, I, before we get to the, all the federal uh, prison stuff, let's put that on hold for a second. You, you're, uh, you really go to church now? Oh, I sure do, yeah. See, Tom, I'm totally on the straight and narrow now. I got scared straight, so to speak. And now, thanks to uh, Pastor Todd, I'm doing that. And I'll tell you, man, Church Club is the coolest church in Philly. Have you heard of these new cool churches, Tom? Uh, sure. No, I've seen these cool like these cool churches for young people i've seen stuff online about them and they 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 make them seem more like 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 gyms or or like rock clubs than churches well you're saying that like it's a bad thing uh -huh. well but you're you're, ple you're telling me it's please don't tell me church club is actually the name of the church, though. Of course it is. Isn't it cool? No, it's not. It's uh, it seems very forced and very kind of calculated. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And see, it, it, it's it's like traditional church, but you know. It's got a new metal band. There's weightlifting, uh, Ed Hardy choir robes, and flagrant chest thumping. Uh huh. All the uh, cool stuff sure. that kids like. Well, that all sounds in kind of insane, but uh, uh, I guess uh, on the brighter side, there's at least there's no uh, actual fighting going on. <laughs> the F there's not. Wait, there's fighting going on? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? We throw down right after the first hymn, and just before Pastor Todd's smoking hot wife, Kayla, she does the ceremonial moving of the unattractive parishioners from the front of the church to the back, just like Jesus did during the serving of the mounds. The Sermon on the Mount. What? That's what I think you're... The serving of the mounds? Yeah, the serving of the mounds. 
<laughs> crack a Bible much? It don't sound like you do. Well, I'm going to say to you, crack a Bible much? It don't sound like you do. You shoved that right back in my fat face. <laughs> yeah. The mounds? You mean like yes. mounds candy bars? Yes. Yes. That's. I don't think there's any reference to any candy bars in the Bible, let alone a specific brand. Oh, well, I, I read the Peter Paul version. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, that... Yeah, he had like a little, it was almost, it wasn't Halloween because they didn't invent Halloween yet, but he had a little basket of, of Mounds bars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they just had a, a basket of Mounds bars in church. It wasn't in, they didn't have buildings yet back then, you dits. Okay, well, first of all, they did have buildings back no, then. No, they didn't, they had you, huts. You dits. Um, they might not resemble exactly the buildings we have now. Well, they might not resemble the buildings we have now. You know what you sound like? What? what? Some smart guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. But you're really not. Look, Roy, I never said I was that smart. Well, good, because you ain't. Oh, okay. So this is really confrontational here. Uh, you look. I'm psyched up from church club. Okay. I don't know what to, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're psyched up from church club. Let's take our shirts off. No, I'm not taking my shirt off. Okay. Well, let's get back to the topic at hand, okay? Yeah. All right. So, the reason I got sent to prison, Uh huh. it actually has its basis in the realm of organized religion, like we were just discussing. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I got, okay. I want to hear about this. Well, a month after we last spoke last year, Roy Jr. and I were watching that documentary, Holy Hell. Did you see that? It's about the tiny, cool Latino guy who becomes a holy man slash guru to all these really cool, smart, attractive people. Did you see that show? I did. Yeah. Well, then we watched Going Clear. Did you see that show? That was the documentary, the HBO documentary about uh, Scientology. Yes, yeah. And so we're watching this, and then Roy Jr. turns to me and goes, You know, Roy, you got to do that. And I go, Do what? And he goes, You've got to start your own religion. And then he filled our popcorn bowl with yingling, and then he dunked my head in it, and he said, I anoint you Ziglu, the founder and guru and god of hogeology. Oh, 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 okay. Let's take this. Let's take this piece by. Before we get into, uh, what did you say, Ziglu? Yes. And hogeology. Yes. You you mentioned those documentaries. Did you actually see what happens at the end of those documentaries? Of course I did. Okay. Yeah, in the CNN one, the guru. And his congregation, they set up this wonderful church in Austin, Texas. And then in the Scientology one, L. Ron Hubbard, he helps tens of thousands of people with his teachings. Uh-huh. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like you maybe watched the first 25% of these movies. Cause that's, you're just describing things that happened at the beginning of them. <laughs> no way, Jose. That's where they end, you dipnits. Wait. So you think that those movies end, like, 20 minutes in? Okay, 
Hey, look, I can't help it, all right? I have ACADD. Are you happy? I bet you feel like a real big man now that I admitted that. That you have A-A-C-A-D-D. Yes. What is, what is, <laughs> okay, what is A-C-A-D-D? Adult Cinematic Attention Deficit Disorder. Why? I've, I've never heard of that. Well, millions of citizens have it, and as a result of it, we can't watch a movie for more than 20 minutes. Okay, it's this might, might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. What? Are, are you, are you be, be, be honest with me, Roy, are you making this up? I've never heard of ACADD. No, it's a real thing. I've done my research and sought treatment. Now you do yours and, and seek treatment. Mm. Okay, well, look. I want to hear about all these other things. I want to hear about Zigloo so badly. I'm chanting. Chomping? It's both. I'm chanting it. No, that doesn't sound right. But I'm chomping at the bit. I go, okay. I got to ask you. Yes. What are your What are like your five favorite movies, Roy? Ooh, fun game. Um, okay, let me think. Let me think. Oh, well, I love uh, Titanic. Oh, my God, what a tale. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. And, and t tell me what you, in your words, what is the, the uh, like, a nutshell synopsis of the movie Titanic? Of the whole movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, scrappy young man from Parts Unknown stows away on a giant boat, takes a hoity-toity lover, Travels without incident to New York City, and then makes his fortune as a male escort. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that uh, I don't think you saw all of Titanic. I think I did. Yeah, it's one of your favorites. Oh yeah, perhaps uh -huh. my all-time favorite. Yeah, I like other ones too, though. Okay. All right. Well, what else is another favorite movie of yours? Oh, uh, Near Dark. Near Dark. Yes. What, and what would you say Near Dark is about? Um, I would describe that as a ragtag family of misfits makes their way through the Southwest, drinking in bars and looking for that one big score. Uh-huh. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals because I don't smell them? Okay. Yeah. No violence. Uh-uh. No, uh. Yeah. No. Wait. Well, that sound. This sounds. Uh, what do you? What do you think happens? I, th I. First of all, I think you have the wrong movie title, Roy. Oh. From dusk till dawn. No, that's a TV show. No, that's a movie. Huh. Look, near dark. Okay. They're both the same. They're both two of my favorite movies. Any elements of. I'm going to throw a thing, and you tell me if this happens in, in either of these. Okay. Vampires. No. What? No, you, then you have not seen either of them. Should 
I have. You don't watch these. Well, I guess you maybe do have ACADD. I told you. Okay, well, what's another movie? This is fascinating to me. Oh, I love Stripes. Uh-huh. What's Stripes about? Well, quick log line on that one. Two out-of-town, uh, two out-of-option schlubs from Louisville join the Army, and they get into tip-top shape just before graduation. Uh-huh. Okay. No adventure after that? What? Where they drive a giant, like, mega tank, if I remember correctly. <laughs> a giant mega tank? What? Are you th you're thinking of Speed Racer with the mammoth car. I'm not thinking of Speed Racer. Stripes ain't animated, you jerk. <laughs> I'm fully aware that Stripes is not animated, you jerk. Okay. Oh, I also love that new movie, Get Out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what's your what's your synopsis of Get Out? Okay, well, a multiracial couple from Manhattan, they go to the country for a nice weekend, but the male, he gets trapped in this space chair. Okay. And that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Yes. He gets trapped in a space chair. Yes. I uh -huh. heard there's going to be a sequel. Okay. A sequel to Get Out. It's by the other guy in, in that duo. Who would that be, Peel? No, Peel made the key. key. His is called And Stay Out. Oh, okay, so... So Key is making a sequel to Peel's movie Get Out called And Stay Out. I think so, yeah. yeah. Totally unrelated, though. Yeah? Oh, yeah. It's, it's just like... So it's like a, a cheap cash-in. Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. It's a name quill. A na okay, so a only... A in name only. In name only, yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 sequel in Sequel in name only. Oh, I like that, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, I gotta ask you, Roy, enough about this movie thing. I'm sorry you're afflicted with A-D, A-C-A-D. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And, um, but what is hogeology? Well, hogeology, that's the religion that Roy Jr. and I founded, and of which I was the public face of. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, its message really connected with people in Philly. People were lost at that point, and they really needed spiritual guidance. The kind of guidance only Royanetics could provide. What, what is Royanetics? My book! You wrote a book. Of course I did, yeah. And it sold tens of thousands of copies in just weeks. Mm -hmm. Royanetics. Yeah. Can Sounds we... really cool, don't it? Sounds oh. really, really brainy and really spiritual, don't it? Can I guess uh, something about maybe what the the underlying message of Royanetics might be? <laughs> uh, sure, you can try, but you're never, ever going to guess what it is. Mm -hmm. Because it's esoteric for your tiny earth mind uh-huh well i'm gonna guess that that royanetics is is uh very authoritative and uplifting mm -hmm. but it's also worded in a very in the vaguest possible way so it actually doesn't say anything of substance but it's also still always intriguing enough to keep people on the hook, so they keep spending money on other Royanetics uh, uh, products. You left out the auditing. Oh, what's the auditing? Wait, what, what, what's that? 
It's the same thing as Scientology, only the cans ain't actually hooked up to nothing. Why? The cans. Yeah. Okay, those are those the, for the readings. Yeah, also the e-meter. Yeah. It's just like the front of an old Kenwood radio. Okay. No guts to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's just an empty, an empty shell of a radio. Well, it probably works, right? Maybe. <laughs> so you didn't even bother to see if these things that you're passing off as other things even work as the first thing that they actually are. I mean, are you, what are you doing with these things? Are you spray painting them? Yes. Uh-huh. Who you been talking to? I'm just, I've talked to you long enough that I think I have a handle on how you operate. You kind of know my MO, right? I know, yeah, I know the moves. Yeah. I know the moves. You know I cut some corners whenever possible. <laughs> yes. If there's an easy play. Yeah. If, if there's the easy way to do it that might blow up in your face versus yeah. the, the honest and hard way. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I know which one Roy is going to choose. Yeah, I don't like coming anywhere near that second option. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. But look, it don't matter because this thing became huge in just a couple months, way huger than we expected. And then people started to fall under my spell. Oh, under your spell? Yeah, oh man, did I love being a guru. Check it out, I wore a Speedo, just like a size too small. I wore a dream catcher and that cool captain's hat. You wore a dream catcher? Yes. Where? On my neck. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, I look so cool. I had to keep from pawing myself. News. Yeah. But, you know, it got so big and we had so many cool people liking it, it wasn't long before we opened the Celebrity Center where the higher-profile disciples could study and worship me free of the gawking eyes of non-FPs. Famous people. Yeah. The Celebrity Center. Yes. And who who were some of these famous people who um, were followers of Hogeyology? Hogeyology? Yeah, who were who were some of the people? Oh man, uh, off the top of my head, uh, Rob Hyman, uh, Meek Mill, Tina Fey, John Oates, uh, Bill Berge, Patrick Burkery, uh, all the Dead Milkmen, one of Cinderella, nobody from the War on Drugs, uh, Chubby Checker, uh, Gamble and Huff, Frank Rizzo Jr. Who else? Uh, Jazzy Jeff, uh, Amber Rose. Uh, Pat Olivieri from Pat Stakes, Questlove from Questlove, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, Chuck Meehan and Jackal from Why Die, uh, Michael Tierson, uh, who else? Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, as you'll recall, the last time we spoke, Kurt had just kicked me out of the violators. Mm hmm. Because I recorded this ultra-cool version of the Dead Milkman's punk rock girl, but without his permission. He's really iron-handed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but I had to make nice with him so I could get to the real score. Uh-huh. His brother, Jello Man. The <laughs> He's He was the ultimate get for my religion. So you were going through Kurt to try to get to Jello Man. Oh, yeah. 
Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And that that so you trying to bring him into the fold, but Kurt was in the fold. Kurt was already in, and Kurt was the leader of the daily mandatory Roy Librations. A, what is a Roy Libration? Well, it's like it's a celebration, but it's got my name in the front of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, everybody would sit at my feet and exalt and salute me and say, to PBR. And then I'd judge each disciple on the quality of their salute and then subsequently punish those who I felt saluted poorly. You'd punish them? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, like, how extreme was the punishing? Well, I I'll tell you this. Every punishment was haunch-related. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it, it was... Sometimes it, it was depending on the person. Like, if it was a person who didn't like to be touched... Mm-hmm. They got them, their haunches massaged for two hours. So somebody who didn't like getting touched would get a nice touching. Yes. But most people, they basically got their haunches whipped. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's By Gamble and Huff. The, uh, they're songwriters, right? They are, yes. Great haunch whippers, too. Would you say that, that Gamble and Huff are better... Haunch whippers than songwriters at this point. I'll tell you, they have a, a their their hit making um, record is uh, no pun intended cannot be denied. But I'll tell you, man, honestly, much better haunch whippers. Wow, are they yeah. in the haunch? Is there a Philadelphia haunch whipping Hall of Fame? Well, there's a, a, there is, yes, and and there's also, yeah, they talk about the Philadelphia sound, you know, with the, the orchestration, you know, it was like R&B, but there were strings. Yes. These guys, when they would whip haunches, you could hear the strings. So there's even like a Philly haunch whipping sound. Yes. Well, that is really interesting. Do you remember that song? It was called T-S-O-P, The Sound of Philadelphia. It, it was used as, as the, uh, the theme to, um... Soul Train. Okay. Well, we're making a new song called T-S-O-P-H-W, The mm -hmm. Sound of Philadelphia Haunch Whipping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Extended play. Yeah, so it could be like a 12-inch. Like a no, twice that. No, I'm talking about the record it would be yeah. released on. Yeah, I am too. Twenty-four inch. <laughs> so there's a. It'll be on a twenty-four inch record. Oh yeah. Why? I've never seen a twenty. I didn't know there were turntables that could accommodate a twenty-four inch record. Well, only one label's putting them out. Well, and thank God it's in Philly. It's called Silk Breeze. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's great. That seems like a good use of resources for real good for yeah. Tom, Tom Lack. Keeping it local. Yeah. Yeah, Tom's really got his eyes on the on the prize there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so but look, you know, I know I've been really hyping this thing like it was great, and it was great. But you're never going to guess how it all ended, how uh, it all just unraveled. Yeah, well, Roy, I, I have to say, you already told me you went to federal prison, so I kind of know how it ended already. Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not any mystery. Okay, I kind of blew that one, didn't I? Well, look, anyway, at, at, towards the end, I, I got really paranoid. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought everybody was after me, either trying to ruin me financially or even trying to kill me. Okay. And there were some days I couldn't find my Speedo. And then there were some days I couldn't find my captain's hat. And then there were some days I couldn't find my Dreamcatcher. Wow, really kind of coming apart. Yeah, they're kind of effing with me, and that messes up with your head for, you know, a- after a while of, mm-hmm. you know, it, like weeks of that stuff, people hiding stuff. Okay. I started to really lose it. And, and also, the mountains of cocaine I was doing might have had something to do with my mental state. You think? Possibly. There's possibly. the slimmest chance. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But on the plus side of that whole scenario? Yeah. The coke was killing my appetite, and my abs were shredded to F. Yeah. I was like that kid. Remember that kid who was like 10, but he had the body of Jack LaLanne? Yes. I was like him, but an adult. So basically, I was like Jack LaLanne. Wow. Were you, you know, he, he would always wear that, uh, that kind of that jumpsuit. I always remember that, that blue jumpsuit. Yes. Like that. And in all honesty, you couldn't really tell how buff he was because of the jumpsuit. Yeah, it looked like there could have been some inflatable sections of that jumpsuit. All right, here's my question to you also. Uh-huh. He had that thing where you can't tell if he's 6'7 or if he's 4'8. He, his, yes, his body type was very unique. And look, he was an old guy who was super strong. Yeah. But it's hard to tell when some guy is 93 years old and is still V-shaped. You're you're not sure what's going on there. Exactly. And he never positioned himself, like, next to another human, so you never knew. Yeah, he was always next to, like, a, like a boat or something. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Would... How big is that boat? I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I don't know boats. That Like, yeah, it's a boat. Okay. It's a boat. I don't know. They... The boat isn't going to tell the tale. Um, I'll never forget the first time I saw that movie. What's that? The boat isn't going to tell the tale. Remember that one? It was Jackie O'Haley's only uh, only nautical flick. Yeah, and he was in it. I think he was in it all by himself. He was. It was his solo turn. Yeah, it was a movie where it was just him in that rowboat. And it was just... He was starting to lose his his mind just out in oh, in the sea like that. Such a strong performance. I would give anything to see the poster for that. Maybe it'll turn up tomorrow. Oh, I you don't never know. know. Well, that poster's gone forever, Roy. Uh, don't it, oh, don't, don't say that. I have a good feeling about this. Roy, no one could even... Uh, that. It's been one of the great Hollywood mysteries is... That poster, people will talk about that right. it was a that it was an image of Jackie Earl Haley on a on in a rowboat, right? And then over him was a giant Maria Conchita Alonso who was who was doing the voice of his mother through the movie. But you'll never see that poster. You know, Tom. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, so anyway. In addition to those problems, the IRS was after me for unpaid taxes. Uh-huh. And you're never going to believe this, but those SOBs wouldn't let me call hogeology a religion. Oh, I, I who, who could have... What a shocker. 
right? Yeah. So I don't know what to do at this point. So I ended up living on a boat in the middle of international waters in the Schuylkill River with just me and a handful of my, of my staff. Okay, so you you were not unlike Jackie Earl Haley, you took to the water. Absolutely. Classic Ziegler tie-in. Mm-hmm. It's always very, very neat. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the staff that I took with me, yeah, I would pit them against each other to see who worshipped me the most and the hardest. And how would you pit them against each other? Well, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have like a worship off, like a salute off, and those I deemed to be substandard, uh-huh. I'd throw them overboard. So you were throwing you were throwing people who you believe to not worship you enough overboard. Yes. And so they're swimming around in the Schuylkill, all the while being pelted with stale hoagie buns from Pathmark. Uh-huh. It was hilariously humiliating. Sounds very humiliating. It was, yeah. Oh, and also I had a bunch of people imprisoned, including my wife Rhoda. Well, well why would you why would you do that? Well, she looked at me disapprovingly once, and so I labeled her and her extended family OPs. What are OPs? Obnoxious persons. OP. Okay. And they got quarantined. Uh huh. This is unbelievable. It's it's this is so wrong. Well, the power went to my head. It would go to anyone's head. Well, most people wouldn't generally take the step into this. So. But it's this is I, I got I gotta say I'm truly offended by this this whole thing. Oh come on! Can can I ask? Uh, are you um? Are you still in prison? Oh no 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 no! I'm free and I'm in the clear now. It's it's great. Okay. How 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 did you manage to get out of this huge hole? You're in? it was big trouble, right? Well, here's yeah. what I did. I cut a deal with the feds to tell them where Jimmy Hoff is buried. Uh huh. Yeah. Jimmy Hoff, how, how, how in the world do you know where Jimmy Hoffa is buried? Because my dad killed him. Oops. Well. Uh oh. Look, yeah. you gotta forget you heard that, and we gotta stop talking about that pronto, okay? Okay, you know what? For your sake, Roy, we're not gonna talk about Jimmy Hoffa. Good, because if we keep talking about that, we're both going to get oist. Okay, and I don't want to get oist. Good. Yeah. So, um, earlier you mentioned Roy Jr. was kind of how you got into all this. Oh, yeah. What what is uh, What is Roy Jr. up to? I'll tell you, I'm so proud of my dear boy. Now, as you recall, he was about to start classes at Drexel University, right? Mm-hmm. But, of course, that had to take a back seat once our endeavors with Royanetics kicked in. Okay. So, basically, he ended up flunking out due to never showing up for class. Yeah, that can generally lead to flunking out. Dismissal, right? Yeah. So, why are you so proud of him, then? Because he's the youngest presidential advisor in American history, is all. Roy Jr. Yeah. Is a presidential advisor. He sure is. Huh. He he is Jared Kushner's right hand boy. Roy Jr. Absolutely, yeah. He 
he's advising him on all the cool policies that you hear about every day. Well, that makes a perfect sense then. That, yeah. Yeah. That just, okay. Now, now things are coming into focus. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. making it. He's going to outshine all of us. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the future seems bright for Roy Jr. I think so. He's got to wear shades. <laughs> yeah. Like that song. What song? Um, well, there's a song about that. Oh, you're thinking of, uh, gotta get myself some dark sunglasses in it. No, I'm not, I'm not thinking. Well, That's Frankenstein. That was cheap sunglasses, not dark sunglasses. You're talking about ZZ Top, not Edgar Winter. Right? And the song I, I'm talking about is I don't know. I'm Tim. still on cocaine, Tom. Don't tell my my parole officer, uh, please. All right, Roy. I, 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 what what you 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 have the ability to just make it so I don't even know what to say. Well, what what what, what what's going on with everybody else in your family? I mean, you said you you had Rhoda removed or whatever. I did. Yeah. Uh huh. Because there's Rhoda and and Rhoda Jr. and Rhoda. Little Rhoda. Yeah, they're the children. Yeah. But look, we don't need to get into them, okay? Uh -huh. We don't need to talk about that. Well, you know, I, I got to say, you, you were the one who said that your life was an open book. And uh, I think it's fair if you're going to talk about these things. To, to If the audience is going to hang with you listening to you talk about this stuff, you kind of have to let them know. People want to know what's going on. Tom, Rhoda and I are divorcing, and she's seeking full custody of the kids. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Roy. That's terrible. Thanks. You two have been married for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. How, how long? 21 years. Ooh. Long time, right? That's a long time. Can, can I ask what happened? Uh, well, you know, she got miffed about the whole imprisonment thing. I don't know why. It's like, I didn't think she was that petty, but I guess I was wrong, right? To, <laughs> to, to, to think that she'd, get, that she'd get mad about you getting imprisoned due to the religion you started up. Yeah, she... She knows I have my flights of fancy, and she knows not to get in the way of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, you know, also there was this whole issue of other women. Okay, here here we go. What? Well, let's, let's see how you handle it when you become a god to thousands of hobbies wearing yoga pants and sports bras. Uh-huh. I was like a kitten in a candy store. Uh-huh. A, a, a what? A kitten in a candy store. You ain't never heard that? A kitten. Yes. A kid in a candy store. Not a no, kitten. No, it's a kitten in a candy store, no, you dope. It's not a kitten in a candy store. Yes, it is, because... <sighs> have you ever been to a candy store? Yeah, yeah, I have. Well, well if, if, you, if you have been, you know that the proprietor of the candy store puts a saucer of milk out, and then that's when the kitten comes in. And takes a little sip of milk. Mm -hmm. You dip. Okay. Or a kid in a candy store would just go nuts as well because there's candy everywhere. 
kids hate candy, you dope. Okay, Roy. Anywho, what can I say, all right? I wasn't impervious to the temptations of my newfound station, okay? Okay, well, that sounds like a very flowery and elegant way. Uh, you, you, you sound super eloquent now, uh, trying to say what you, what, what you did. Oh, <laughs> that's actually from the Van Halen song Bottoms Up. It's in the third verse. Impervious to temptate, was it? I wasn't impervious to the temptations of my newfound station. And then it goes, bop, 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 bottoms up. Oh, okay, so you're quoting Van Halen. Yes. Uh-huh. What album was that on? Two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well look, what can I say? I took a lover, okay, and her name was Madeline. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. judge me. Okay. And basically, Rhoda wasn't cool with it. All right. But man... What Madeline and me get up to in the boudoir? Oh, my God, it's sick and insane. What? I I can't stand this. Oh, come on. You'd have to see it to really appreciate it. I don't want it. Then I will never truly appreciate it. Oh, sure. There's an age difference of 25 years, but our love and our lust is timeless, Uh Tom. Okay. Well, that. there we go. We're just checking things off down the checklist. Uh so, so by the book, um, what do you mean? With like a rich, powerful guy just leave it, leaving their wife for some young model. What? No, no, you got it all wrong. I'm the youngster in this May December romance. Wait, hold on. So, wait, you're the one that's a 25 year age difference? Yes. So, you're, you're like, Coming up on 50, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, how old? She must be like... 75. She's set, Okay. All right. Look, I, I can tell by your voice. I know what you're thinking. But I'll tell you, if you were having this many quality orgasms, oh. you'd be singing a whole different thing, pal. That's the worst thing you've ever said. Oh, my God. Worse I, than when I said you were... Pudding? No, that was actually worse. So, but that got... I did believe that when I missed the other one. I'll give you credit. You're you are not as shallow as I thought you were. But it's, See? You had me all wrong, buddy. All right. I'll give you But credit. you know, I'm going to get way, way more graphic about that stuff in my Netflix special. You, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, I got my own Netflix special coming up. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be filming it next month at Town Hall in New York City. Uh-huh. Lance Bangs is shooting it. Okay. And Jake Fogelnest is going to helmet, and it's going to feature music by helmet. Okay. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, Jake Fogelnest is is going to helmet, yes. and the, the music will be by helmet. Yes, yes. And as a matter of fact, Paige Hamilton is taking a page from the Hamilton score. Oh, this is just... So the guy from Helmet, Paige Hamilton... One of the three guys that wore a baseball cap. Yeah, they... they, uh, That must have been one of the only guitar stores in all of New York City where, where, where Lou Reed and... 
and Paige Hamilton would probably run into each other once a week. Absolutely, yeah, and they would they would get into arguments o- over who held their guitar higher. Yeah, and whose guitar seemed like it had more polish on it. Yes, and it was like one guy's arguing and saying, my guitar looks more like a can opener than yours, and the other guy's saying, no, mine does. Yeah, that, uh... <laughs> that was uh that's some era for guitars. Yeah. So yeah. so Netflix, huh? Yeah. You know what? what? Now that I got you here, I would love to hire you to punch up some of the stuff I got on it. Okay. Well alright, hear me out. So far I got like forty two hoagie jokes, mm-hmm. thirty one tasty cake jokes, and then I got a seventy minute chunk about my two months in Juvie in eighty three. Uh huh. Any thoughts? Um. Well, they, it certainly seems like you have a an abundance of hoagie material. I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe you can talk about. I don't know if you do this or whatever. Rather than just actually talk about literally about this, the hoagies, talk about like what it's like to go to a Wawa and order a hoagie. That's good. I'm writing that down. What else you got? And then you talk about maybe where you eat the hoagie and the tasty cakes. Try to give some of the... Just just try to open up the stories a little bit so you're literally not just making jokes about tasty cakes. Okay. Now, that's smart. I like that. I like that. And I'm totally going to use this stuff. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tom. You know, uh, of course I can't pay you. Oh, okay. Or give you credit. Oh, oh, of course, of course. Why, why couldn't you give credit? That's all locked in. Yeah. Oh, it's locked in already. You haven't yeah. filmed it yet, but it's locked in. Yeah, we're locked. Actually, Jake said I couldn't. I couldn't give you nothing. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll. I, I've got a bone to pick with Jake then. Okay. Well, I appreciate your words. I'm going to incorporate them. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, speaking of words. Yeah. Have you read this new Elizabeth Warren book? No, no, I haven't. Oh my God! What a crazy life she had! All the drugs and fighting. Wait, Sen- Senator Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, yeah. Her book is about her doing drugs and getting into fights. Yeah, it's nuts. Are Are you sure? I've never I've heard none of that. I don't know if that's true at all. That's totally true. I just I was just reading it. Okay. I, I got the well, book right here. Hang on. I'll read some of it to you if you want. Yeah, to prove I would. It. I would love to hear some of it if if that's the case. Okay, here we go. Uh, all right, here's one. Uh, not long after my return to New York, I bumped into one of my old pals in quotation marks from Canada, Orbit, right here on the streets of NYC on St. Mark's Place. I was with Blood Clot, who knew about those guys who effed me up in Canada. So we walked up to Orbit right by Jem's spa. He looked all nervous and put his hand in his pocket like he might have a knife or some S hit. I said, what's up, Orbit? He was smiling all nervously like, hey, how's it going? We started effing him up right there on St. Mark's Place. I blasted him and then John threw a kick at him. He started backing away, trying to act like he had a knife. He had an empty sheath in his hand. We started closing in on him to go in for the kill, and then the effing cops came rolling down the block. As they got to us, they bleeped their sirens, 
got out of their car and basically broke it up. They told him to go one way and us to go the other. We went running down the block, and while we were running, we saw our friend Louie, the original singer from Antidote, and John yelled, Yo! We just saw this dude that effed us up in Canada. We started running to catch up to him, and we did on 10th and 3rd. Louie ran up behind Orbit, jumped up and kicked him with both feet. I had never seen any S hit like that. He landed with both feet on this dude's back like some crazy WWF type S hit and put him to the ground hard. I ran up behind them and kicked Orbit square in the face as hard as I effing could, like I was trying to kick an effing field goal. I kicked that F so hard his head wasn't, if his head wasn't attached to his neck, it would have wound up like effing blocks away. But since it was attached to his neck, it just kind of flopped around while I kicked it. We started laying an ass beating on him, and he was trying to cover up his face, and we half-assedly got him and he was rolling around he was like i thought we were all cool and i was like yeah well welcome to new york mf by then we got his bomber jacket pulled over his face so he couldn't really see or defend himself and he was getting kicked and hit by all three of us he was getting the ass beat out of him and i was like i was saying s like let's cut his effing ear off and send it home pretty crazy stuff for a senator yeah roy are you sure that you're reading from the book you think you're reading from, from the uh, Elizabeth Warren book? Yes, of course I am. Here, I'll, I'll look at... Oh, wait. What? Oh, no. You know what I did? What? Oh, Roy. I downloaded the Elizabeth Warren book the same day I downloaded Harley Flanagan's memoir, Hardcore Life of My Own. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done this Harley Flanagan book, and this whole time I thought it was the Elizabeth Warren book. Oh my God, that's that's a new that's a new high water mark for you. You're almost done with the book. Yeah. And at any no point mm -hmm. did you wonder why Elizabeth Warren was talking about the Cro-Mags. Well, so I thought much. maybe she hung out with the guys from Antidote early on, or uh -huh. something. Or maybe she was around when the Bad Brains were doing their Rourke set. No mention of running for office ever. Come to think of it, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's uh. I tell you, Roy. You you uh. It's it's always it's all or nothing with you. It is. Yeah. Oh 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 oh. What? Hey, I just got the five minutes till stage time signal, so I'm going to have to roll in a second, okay? What, what do you mean five minutes till stage time signal? Oh, I forgot to tell you. You're talking to the newest bad seed. What? What's that? You're talking to the newest bad seed. The newest ba bad seed? Yes. What do you mean, like Nick Cave and the bad seeds? Of course. So you're in... All right, this I'm having a hard time with. What? You're you're in Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yes. I I I don't believe it. I Why? Because like how on how how on earth could you? And I mean, do you even play an instrument? 
Oh, well, that's not too condescending, is it? Well, I'm asking you the question. You're in a you're in a huge band. Thank you. Uh huh. About time, right? Well, considering that I'm not sure what instrument you play, I don't know if it's about time. Okay. Well, look. For starters, Nick and I go way back. All right, all the way to 1989, right? Uh huh. When the Bad Seeds was playing the Chestnut Cabaret on the Tender Prey tour. Okay. Okay, here's what happened. I'm walking by the club on my way to Abe Steaks to get a cheesesteak. When I see, loading in for soundcheck, these weird-looking greasy-haired guys in these, these like, crumpled-up suits. Uh-huh. All right, keep in mind, at this point, it's 89, I'm, I, I'm wearing a jean jacket with the BOC logo on the back, and I'm jamming to Accept's latest cassette, Eat to the Heat, on my boombox, right? Mm-hmm. A boom, but not a Walkman, a boombox. No, a boombox. Okay, not, okay, so for everyone to hear. Of course, look, you need to let the public know what you jam to, Tom. Everyone knows that, right? You don't know that? Now, well, I, my, that's my, that might not be one of my mottos or okay, philosophies. Well, fair enough. Uh-huh. So, anyway, I'm looking at these dudes, sizing them up, and these bastards are on my turf, right? Okay. I gotta give him the res. It's the Philly code. The Philly code. Yeah. So I go. Oh boy, what do we have here? Six stragglers from last week's transistor radio salesman convention. <laughs> All right. And what what did they say to that? Those guys beat the crap out of me, Tom. Uh, okay. They really took it to me. Sure. I got some licks in, but there wasn't much I could do, because it was like all six of them wailing away on my white ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that That is truly insane. Yeah. So so what what uh, what happened after that? Oh, we became total bros after that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, well, you... see, like, you know, they, they, they were on my turf, they uh-huh. showed their medal, and I had to give them respect. Okay. And then they let me hang out with them all night. Okay. Such a blast. Just us guys drinking, and I was watching the show, and they were they were so cool and crazy. And I even got to play drums on From Her to Eternity, because Thomas was so chafacheed. Uh, okay. And then after the show? Yeah. Took him to Wawa. Really? Tom, you ain't ever going to believe this, but it was the first time Blixa ever had a shorty. The first, that was the first time Blixa ever had a shorty was when you took the Nick Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds to Wawa. He'd never seen a banana pepper. Really? How sad is that? Well, you know, better late than never. Yeah. I guess you could think of it that way. If it wasn't for you, then he he may never have seen a banana pepper. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So look, anyway, fast forward to last month. And I get a call from Nick himself. Wow. He tracked me down at my new job selling Tasty John shirts over at Pimp My Philly Tea on 4th Street. You've been there, right? I've driven by. Cool. So it turns out Jim Sclavunos, he broke his wrist, Uh and he can't do the first part of the Skeleton Tree Tour. Okay. So they were scrambling to find a replacement, and Nick and Thomas remembered this crazy Roy dude from Philly back in the 80s, right? Uh-huh. Turns out they still talk about that night and how much fun they had and how much they enjoyed those hoagies. 
Wow. That's flattering. It is, right? So, anywho, Nick's a total pack rack, pack rat, and he still had the, the hoagie wrapper from that night that I wrote my phone number on. Uh-huh. And at that point, I was living in my parents' house. Okay. And my ma gave him my number after they talked for like an hour. Wait. Nick Cave talked to your mother. Yes. For an hour. How crazy is that? That's nuts. Do you, do you have any idea what they talked about? Who are you, J. Edgar Hoover? That conversation is private, you sick ass. Well, How I was dare just, you? Okay, I was just asking in a... You've said so many upsetting things tonight that overshared, and then now you're gonna you're gonna get on me for that. Well, that's only like a quarter of what's in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. know that. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm fully aware of that. So anyway, I'm playing percussion on this tour until Jim heals, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm playing the kid on some of the more rocking tunes. Roy, I gotta say. You are a true mystery man. I don't even know other any other way to put it. Every time I think I have some kind of version of you figured out, right. you, you shock me with some new thing that I could never could have guessed. Last time it was you had a short run in the fall, the band The Fall, and now it's The Bad Seeds. I can't be pinned down, Tom, all right? Okay. It's true. Look, I, I got to go. I'm, they're, they're waving me on. I personally invite you to come see us at the Beacon Theater in June. We're doing a couple nights. All right. And I'll tell you, Nick would love to meet Gary the Squirrel. Nick Cave would love to meet Gary the Squirrel. He is the biggest Gary the Squirrel fan. Okay. Also loves Mike. Really? Yes. Said he wants to go to masses and watch boxing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Mike could arrange that. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. So, we'll, we'll let me know what's going on. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Dig yourself. Lovely, dig yourself. Lovely, dig yourself. Dig yourself back in the hole. <laughs> Roy? Hello? Thanks again for listening to Best Show Best. Much thanks to Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martin Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, and of course John Worcester. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marsha Newmeyer. And, uh, yeah, you! The best show listener. Thank you. And if you like this, check out the full show every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight at thebestshow.net. And support the best show, patreon.com slash thebestshow. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.